the Mammoth Games cast. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and not with me as always would be Filter Cord, but he's not here. But still got Johnny Wright with us. Hey yo, hey yo. So this uh, next month um, special project, uh, we have Filter Cord on location. Um, where are we sending him to? Um, I, I think we'll leave that up to to uh, weekly vote on social media. Okay, yeah, tell us where you want Filter Horde to show up. And we'll do our best to try to get him there. And it's going kind of, to kind of be like, where's Waldo? Yeah. Except most people listening don't know what he looks like anyway, so it's going to be even better. <laughs> we can but somehow post, lankier. Yeah, we can just post <laughs> pictures of, like, literally anything, and they won't know if he's in there or not. We'll just be like, all right, all right. <laughs> um, kind of like that where's Waldo joke where, like, the, the cruel person... Um, photoshops Waldo out of the Where's Waldo books. Okay, for real though, those guys are kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's so good though, I love it. It's, it is funny, because now every time I, it never occurred to me that someone could not put Waldo in there. That I, I literally looked at that and I was like, that's impossible. Why would they make it look like a Where's Waldo and then just remove him? I never thought of that level of like evil. And then, and then it happened to me. And I... I probably spent a good, like, 15 minutes looking. And I was like, this one's impossible. And then you look in the comments. And you're like, okay, I'm dumb. <laughs> that is that is a, a high level of evil, though. It's so good. It's so good. All right, but we still have a pretty good show here. We have some stuff uh, that happened this last week. Eh, not all of it good, but there was some... There was a little bit of good in there. It's it's not um, filter cord level ending on a downer. Uh, but we'll so, uh, it's, a, it's a lot. It's not a lot of big things, but I think it's a, I think it's a lot of uh, a lot of positive steps going forward. A little bit of bad news here and there. A little bit of humor. It was a funny, weird week. So there's a lot yeah. to celebrate between last week and this week. So first, we'll just go ahead and hop right into our games releasing. These guys are just hey, these are now releasing over here. They were elsewhere. Um, so. First up, uh, we have uh, Apex Legends. It's actually releasing over on the Switch, finally. Um, and that one is releasing on March 9th. Um, I'm not too sure on how this will translate. This will probably be um, this will probably be fine for those solo players. Um, I, seeing as how like playing team online things on the Switch doesn't really work that well at least in my experience um i mean for me it, any kind of like fast-paced first-person shooter on the switch doesn't translate well anyway um at least not in handheld mode it's going to be really rough right um but that's just me i can't do a shooter on a tiny screen i i always say like i i i said the same thing for a long time and then um i picked up the uh switch fix it's uh, it, it's a product that I that I had found out there. These guys had a Kickstarter campaign, and uh, or no, it wasn't a Kickstarter. It was um, it was some some other, like basically a Kickstarter, but it, it was um, uh, I don't remember what it was called. But uh, I ended up getting it, and it basically is something that snaps your Pro controller. Uh, you can put your screen kind of like move it around on top, or you know oh, okay. adjust it. Those are really, really nice. Essentially a um, mount, but for your entire Switch to go onto your controller. Yeah, yeah. And they do the same thing for um, for phones, for mobile gaming. Um, 
But for some reason, I was really hoping you were going to say for like regular TVs too. <laughs> I just tried to imagine mounting like a 32 inch TV to my Xbox One controller. Dude, that like, arm would be like that'd be a tough arm. That'd be awesome. Be jacked. They'd be like, "What are you doing?" And I'd be like, "Well, <laughs> just snapping a 32 inch TV onto the top of this thing." Um, but yeah, no, I I. I I thought the same thing until um, I was checking out Fortnite after I got the product. I was like, this seems like a perfect thing to play, like, have, to have Fortnite, um, you know, to utilize for Fortnite. Um, I will say Fortnite's doing really well on the Switch. I have a couple friends that play it exclusively on there, and they're doing really well. Yeah, and I think it's because of the community. The community is very different on the Switch. Um, also, Fortnite's also changed a lot, too. Um, having like the bounty system to get experience and stuff for doing not killing other people things is kind of cool um, mm-hmm. they're really trying to make it more accessible just in general so I think it's a good time for the for the game itself and then especially for people on any platform now it just makes it easier to get into and to have more fun with you don't have to go in and get kills to succeed for sure for sure um, I, I think out of all of them though I don't apex is the one I keep coming back to. Um, so I don't know. I might check this out over on um, over on the Switch just to see what you know what's going on. Um, aside from that, a uh, couple days later on March twelfth, we do have Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Of course, previously releasing uh, in October for the PlayStation Four, uh, Xbox One, and everything else. Um, this one coming out. This is the next gen PS Five, Xbox Series X, um, and the Switch. Um, have you have you had a chance to play this? I'm gonna catch some flack here, but I've never been a Crash fan. Okay. Um, yeah. I almost had a chance to get a copy of it for PS4, but I was like, nah, I'm I'm good. I'll I'll pass. I don't I don't need Crash that bad. Um, because I know I'll never play it. I've had the trilogy since day one and haven't touched it. So. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's fun. Um, at least I, I like Crash. I, I kind of I guess grew up playing Crash a little bit. You know, I played it while I was growing up, I guess, I should say. Um, and it was fine. Going back and playing that trilogy, I was like, damn, these games were a lot harder. And I think it's just the simplistic controls. But um, I, I haven't had a chance to check this one out, so... Um, I don't know. It might be open. It does kind of scream, uh, uh, like, this could be a PlayStation Plus free game. Eventually, I could see it, but at the same time, like, I don't... I don't know. I feel like if it does, it'll be a while because um, it's Activision. Right, right. It's not done, um, you know, by the by Naughty Dog anymore. Yeah, as long as they can make money off of it, it's not going to go free. So it'll be a while before that happens. Yeah, and I'm I'm cool with that. But if you can't wait, it'll be out, uh, and you, you have a next gen. That's what you're waiting on. You can pick that up uh, March twelfth. All right, and that's uh, th- there were no other really big games to like note for the week. Yeah, there's like, something we missed. As always, there's a as always there's a lot of stuff, other stuff dropping out there. Usually smaller titles. Um, I, I know something I've said on other weeks before, but the Nintendo Switch, the eShop has new games dropping like every day. It seems like so. There's a lot of hidden gems out there. Um, I will honestly throw this out there that if anybody finds some really dope hidden gems that we don't get a chance to talk about that aren't really bigger titles, let us know. Throw those in there. Let us know what we overlooked. Um, I'm a big fan of going back and and playing and just finding old indie games that I missed out on. Yeah, 
For sure, for sure. Um, Steam's, uh, you know, the exact same way. There's so many things. We couldn't, we couldn't do, uh, you know, a regular linked show by running through all the things that are releasing weekly for, you know, the eShop and, and Switch and, or the eShop and uh, Steam and, you know, everywhere else. We'd just be talking about games that... And, I, and I'm not even getting I'm not even getting into the 18 and plus section of Steam. Like that's it's a whole other ballgame. <laughs> that stuff releasing like crazy. That's a different podcast. Um, but yeah, let us know over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, speaking of that, make sure you're following us over there. Um, let you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Follow us over on Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, get um, get get a look at the upcoming PlayStation Plus games, games with gold over there. We do that um, pretty pretty quickly, and as well anything else that we uh, you know usually talk about here, we talk about there as well. Um, and last but not least, new thing that happened over this last week, we have a TikTok. So go grab that. Um, if you guys are on that platform, we'll just be sharing uh, different things, usually a lot of free games. Um, and uh, you know, just things like that. So, um, if that's your pace, go ahead and check that out. Um, but we, of course, have our Epic Game Store uh, free game um, right now. You can pick up War Game Red Dragon. Um, actually, it doesn't look bad if you're into that. Um, you know, if you're into that RTS uh, life, um, land, sea, and air. I think the sea portion of that is um, what this game is adding. Uh, yeah, it looks like it finally, you know, came out. Cause I, like I said last time, I think this is a title that we were waiting on forever ago that never actually dropped, or at least something in the same franchise universe. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And they and do that a lot. Happened. So what we're doing, like I was talking to um, Ashley, who's, uh, you know, helped out on the show before. She's actually kind of spearheading our TikTok uh, uh, stuff. So she was looking at this game um, and talking about it, and I was like, no, no, for Epic wait till the day of <laughs> like wait till they, they they've officially said hey this game is out um before going ahead and making the video for it because it's likely you'll make a video and then they'll be like well actually you know i think we're gonna pick this other thing um so that was that was fun um but i, I yeah, will I say mean, though anytime that's happened we've gotten a better title in the end that's true. so that's true. Um, but I just didn't want any wasted efforts on anyone's part. Um, but yeah, Wargame uh, Red Dragon is officially out now. You can pick that up for free. Um, and uh, that's going until the 11th. Uh, and then from the 11th to the 18th, we have Surviving Mars, which I feel like we probably own everywhere else already at this point. I feel like, I feel like Filter and I have talked about this one quite a lot. And it's not because we're excited for it or anything. It's just because we've got it in other locations previously. But yeah, um, it's just like a, um, a colonization game on Mars. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen it before. I think it's popped up in a couple of different sales and stuff that I've seen listed where I've, I've thought about at least adding it to my library. But another one of those, yeah. I'm not sure if I'll have the time for it. Um, I'm still going to redeem it nonetheless. Yeah. I um, think that so, I'm... Uh, yeah, as, as we always say, you know, if you guys, even if you don't have a PC, just create your account, start building this library. If you do end up getting a PC, boom, you have an instant free I game think, library. I think that what's more likely to happen for me, uh, and maybe even for you, 
is that we redeem all these games. We never have the time for them. And then Twilight Zone happens. Uh, everyone in the world disappears. And then we have access and time. <laughs> there's finally time. And then there's just not going to be internet access available to, to, yeah. uh, to validate the licenses. No. no. No, I had time now. All the games are there, and then there's just it's time to validate the license and you just can't do it yeah but yeah um giving out games every week you know that that's not it you know that like right now you can't you can pick up war game red dragon um if you're still looking there's other things as always um spell force three uh sludge life uh the thimbleweed park mini adventure and then three out of ten as well are free over there so uh you know that, that's a pretty uh that's a pretty good amount of games, especially. I don't know. I really like three out of ten. I really like what they're doing about. You know, they're talking about like, uh, you know, trying to create a, trying to create a like game. You're, it's a game studio that just makes the worst games ever. So that's fun. All right, so let's pop into the weekly news. Like I said, we didn't have a ton. We, it wasn't a huge week, but it was kind of a weird week. There was some funky stuff that was going on. Um, yeah, it was it was a weird one because it, it's weird because it doesn't happen that often. But um, a lot of things that we've talked about previously came through uh, again this week uh, while we were out and mm-hmm. gave us more to talk about to kind of seal the deal, close out on some things, and just follow up. Um, some things we didn't even get a chance to really talk about in on the show um it, it's uh there's a lot going on but uh a, a, the first thing we want to talk about a few weeks ago um filtercore dropped something in our group chat about the hogwarts legacy game um yeah and we got all kind of embroiled on it because we all agreed that it wasn't good news it was just a matter of how it was going to proceed beyond that mm-hmm. um but news came out that the lead designer had previously ran a very controversial YouTube channel um, with a lot of very not friendly viewpoints on stuff. Right. Um, and we all yes. kind of we all talked about how bad that was going to be. Like, how's this dude doing this? Because the Harry Potter um, universe already has enough bad news because of all the J.K. Rowling stuff. Yeah, and I, I feel like they're just trying to distance themselves in in general. And then when more bad things happen, it's like we need to not have that. Like this needs to be like it, it's one of those things. Like J.K. Rowling is going to get her funds anyway, so even if people want to support or not, you know that's going to that's going to happen. This yeah. this doesn't have anything to do with her except hey. She like, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about her actually creating the Harry Potter universe, but she created the universe. Um, yeah, like I, the, I don't the think that, that has anything to do with uh, you know, the game specifically. Yeah, not really. I mean, the, the the biggest thing that I think people have been wanting to do and have been doing um, to fight against the the J.K. Rowling or to to fight against J.K. Rowling's kind of hate there is um, do things in the Harry Potter universe and do things that she wouldn't approve of right um and uh and what that's what they're doing crazy. actually yeah well we we got word like when we found out about this designer who was responsible for you know very like anti-feminist anti like lots of things youtube channel 
Um, mm-hmm. We talked about that, and then a couple of days later, news came out that Hogwarts Legacy was going to let you uh, essentially create trans characters. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. Uh, they said that your character model, your voice decision, and your um, pronoun choice would all be individual choices, which I thought was really awesome because there are other games, even recently, that haven't given us that like pronoun decision um, where they would base it based on your voice or on something else. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was a really cool step forward. And then uh, a couple of days later, we find out that the lead designer left. Yeah, and he said it was on his own accord, um, which could have been, definitely could have been. He he said he feels secure and he felt secure in his position. He wanted to resign for reasons that he'll explain in a forthcoming video. He's in great spirits and blah blah blah. Good relationship with WB and Avalanche, but he left. Um, so, I mean. Even if it was, um, it, it could have been him. It, honestly, you know, yeah, could have been someone been... going, okay, th- these are your options. We can do this ugly or we can do it, you know, clean. Um, and, and that could have been it. Or it could have been him going, you know what, I'm not good for this project. I, I'm, I'm bringing this project down. I can see it myself. I, I'd like to step away. Um, who knows? I, I don't know. I guess, you know, this video that he may put out probably be biased, but... Um, the, the end result, though, is that um, but a yeah, lot of people feel this is something that needed to happen. But yeah, I was, I was saying, yeah, none of that matters, ultimately, in the grand scheme. Yeah, ultimately, the, the thing that matters is um, the person that was the issue has been removed. Now they can get back to... Um, you know, some positive publicity, and it's things like this that I think take down games, right? You know, it, it's like we hear about it all the time. Of like, just I don't know. We we get excited for something, and then we find out something negative, and then it's a snowball effect, and it's negative, 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 and then ultimately the game either is kind of forgotten or pushed aside, canceled altogether, you know, we've seen in the past. Um, but a video is, game in this world just seems natural. Yeah, and I, I will say as far as the way this turned out, it's it's this turned out in a way that we would have liked to have seen things happen in the past with other games and other studios. Yep. Um, leadership was had some shady history. A lot of people didn't agree with it. Um, that meant that they weren't going to support it. And the smart thing, be it leadership's decision to be smart and step down, uh, mm-hmm. or other people bringing that to their attention and having them say, hey, um, I, it's not a good look. It, that's, that's really what it all comes down to is it's not a good look. Yeah. And look at how many other studios we've seen just over the past couple of years that have made bad decisions that could have been given the opportunity to let somebody else step into a leadership role and let that person step down or those people step down. Um, what could have happened then? You know, let's look at something as simple and not on the same topic as far as like controversial, like past and controversial history, but even just making bad decisions and owning up to it. Um, It's not something a lot of leadership likes to do. Right. So, yeah, it it is surprising. Um, The idea for this game, I mean, we talked about that a little. Um, I know Filter, 
he, he was saying, like, I was talking to him. We, we've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3 because he's on a very different schedule now. And, um, yeah, he was saying, you know, like, I'm not really excited for it, but that, you know, Hogwarts Legacy, but, you know, that not being excited for it could lead to it being a better game for me. Um, which is always, you know, usually always true. Uh, you know, if you're not focused on something, then, you know, you can, you have that potential to be surprised. And what they're, you know, what, what they're saying this game is going to be, what, what they want it to be, is, uh, very, very simple. You know, you create a character in your house and that, then the adventure unfolds. That's all we need for a lot of games, to be honest, for a lot of games to be successful. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm still excited for it. I'm a big fan of the uh, the stories that have been told in the world, and yeah, I'm I'm ba- I'm on board with it at this point, yeah. seeing how it can go. Um, I'm more on board with it now that this decision was made, um, because sure. honestly, like with my background and my upbringing, I am more inclined to give something a chance if I know that they did something like that, if a change like that did happen. Uh, even if it's something I normally wouldn't care about, um, I respect that kind of action more and am more likely to even just try it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, um, yeah, that's a great move for them, I think, in the long run. This is the move that they needed to make, no matter how it happened, to make this game successful. Um, Even if the game flops when it comes out, it still has that, but they did this. Yeah, I'll look at it this way. I mean, if you look at my backlog, which everyone knows is ridiculous, I'm never going to get it cleared out. Um, <laughs> if, if, it, if a decision like this makes me more likely to still pick up the game, even though I'm not likely to ever get real time for it, that's got to be something good Like for me to want to throw down on it, even though I'm not going to have time for it at all. I'm just excited for when we finally get... Um, I'm hoping at this point, uh, sometime in the future, we do get at least a demo for this. Um, something we'll be able to play around with a little bit before launch because, as we've said previously, demos help. Um, yeah. They've been helping um, a lot it, this generation. It, it's really, really smart to do to definitely do um, to do a demo, especially before something, you know, something like this. Uh, something that people are a little unsure of. They, they, they have a really big um, opportunity here uh, of being able to allow someone to you know check out the game maybe play a small portion of it and then save that information push it on through um these guys uh previously known for uh doing a a a, they do like a lot of like um disney related things uh the avalanche software not to be confused with avalanche um like Avalanche Studios that makes and uh, not to be confused made, like, with two. Avalanche the um, group from Final Fantasy 7 Final Fantasy 7 right right not to be confused with them um, their parent Weird company name. is Disney Interactive Studios um, so they worked on a lot of Disney stuff um, and in the past they've worked on you know other things in that vein so they've worked on um like the Cars games, Toy Story games, Bolt, Meet the Robinsons, back in the day, the Rugrats movie game, um, and, you know, even throwing it 
back further, they worked on Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. More recently, they've been known for Disney Infinity. Um, so it's the same guys making Hogwarts Legacy. So it's going to be interesting to see how that translates. I mean, a lot of and these games Disney I feel like... Disney Infinity was actually pretty cool. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. Especially for what it was. Like, if it wasn't a Toys to Life game, I think it could have been really awesome if it was just paid DLC for that stuff. But being what it was, the Toys to Life fad did really well with Disney Infinity. And I think Disney Infinity is what made Toys to Life last as long as it did. I love their 2006. Because their 2006, they made Chicken Little, Ace in Action, and 25 to Life. Okay. <laughs> So it's most of their stuff has been, you know, like this Disney centric. Uh, when I think of some of these games, you know, things like the Rugrats movie game and Bull, things that are based off movies, I think of a lot of like fetch quests, like very simple tasks that are being completed. Um, so I, I'm excited to see how they can make that. I mean, make something bigger than that in the Hogwarts, or in the Harry Potter Hogwarts universe. Um, so that's going to be cool. Alright, so um, uh, aside like from a, that... A, a trend that? we have going on, it looks like, uh, after looking at it, today is going to be a, a little bit of an, a roller coaster ride. We have some good news, some bad news, some good news, some bad news. Some uh, funny or at least news. Some, yeah, maybe not even good <laughs> news, but funny news. Um, so, uh, some laughs, some sads, um, uh, I would say Hogwarts uh, turned into one of our one of our smiles, one of our one of our upbeat um, sections. Yeah, it was um, for me. It was a it was like hell yes, like awesome. That is perfect. That's what they needed to do to kind of like smooth over this massive bump in the road, this this ugly blemish that they had on their marketing at the time. Um, I don't know when we're gonna get this game. I, I imagine like late next year. Um, but, you know, so anything can happen between now and then, but they handled this real well. So definitely a good, uh, definitely a smile, like you were saying. Um, the next bit, though, not as much. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about it last week, about Hard Suit Labs being hit by layoffs. Um, and uh, I think last week we actually talked about Hard Suit Labs um, getting the... We did development rights taken away from it. We did. We we went to their website even and uh, looked at Look, the how ridiculous their website even was after everything. Right. Um, so they've uh, you know they, they've later confirmed we've got like an idea of who was affected by the studio uh, layoffs so far, um, and due to a. A friend, a friend of the show who worked there uh, pointed out that they were laid off, and so was the entire narrative team is all gone. And I've been seeing, you know, uh, in specific areas um, on social medias and places like LinkedIn, seeing um, like that friend specifically, hey, I'm open for work if you know any narrative positions, and then their friends going, hey, I'm also looking for a narrative spot um, in, you know, like the uh, like Washington area. Um, so this one was pretty, uh, you know, this one was pretty crazy, especially when it was a game that we, 
I mean, I thought we were getting. I thought it was pretty well done. I mean, we saw a lot of. Um, I think they did like a twenty-five minute gameplay of it already, which is insane. So, yeah, um, there. I, I guess hard suit is just kind of um, taking that one on the chin, uh, laying off some people so they can, you know, preserve their try to preserve their company. They said that they're um, moving forward with existing and new opportunities as well as uh, current work, several unannounced projects, and they're looking forward to sharing more on those games in the future. Um, so I didn't want to spend too much time on it. just wanted to kind of update, let people know uh, this, this kind of the severity of it, the like how big this was. Um, so... That's tough. I don't know if we're going to be getting Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 anytime soon. Yeah, it's... It is what it is. Yeah, a lot of people were. I saw a lot of people super, super bummed. Um, I, I I can't even say I get it. Uh, it. It sucks, but apparently things must not have been going in a direction that was working. Something, Some big snag or something had to have come up that led to this. Um, I just would have loved to have known more about what triggered this. Um, I, I love transparency in, in game development, so I'm glad that we know this, uh, mm-hmm. other than it just being a, a mystery for a while. But I'd like to know what sparked it. Yeah, I mean, it has... I, I'm not too sure, um, but looking at where the, how far along they were, um, it has to have been sitting down with Paradox and investors and showing them hey this is the game and then going no it's not that's the only thing that i could think of being that far in um it it was probably several conversations of okay this is what we want and then them trying to deliver and every time they're bringing it back they're going no hey that's not working for us you're like change this and we'll get it right and it probably just got to be you know got to the end of the line and they're like we're not releasing that um that's the only thing i can think of definitely completely like speculation there um who knows we may get some of that information i'd like to see uh i'd like to see in here uh, about exactly what um you know what's the cause right all right uh so jumping into some comedy <laughs> man this is gold it is. Um, it really is. This next one's gold. So last week, we had a lot of Elden Ring news start popping up around the internet with alleged leaks, things like that. Um, I am not one to care about poor quality like video leaks or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. What I am actually losing my mind about was on March 1st, um, I follow Jason Schreier on Twitter, and... Uh, he posted, he shared a tweet that just said, Welp. Um, and it shared somebody else's tweet saying, How is this a real article? And when you click into it and, and read it, the source article is now actually gone. Mm-hmm. But this uh, IBT technology posted an article saying, Elden Ring confirmed canceled. News reportedly came from game creator Miyazaki. Um, and it's weird because it takes a little more than just that to get what was going on. Um, you had to dig a little bit to get yeah, you had the, to kind of dig a little story. bit to get the joke on this and how poorly this all went down. 
but the bottom right hand image is what kind of triggered the whole thing and that was back in February when one person tweeted a poll asking if Elden Ring was real and so many people said no <laughs> that Jason Schreier tweeted jokingly damn just got a call from Miyazaki now they legally have to cancel it not that they did cancel it now they legally have to cancel it and um, obviously this is a joke like Miyazaki is not going to call anybody with this kind of news <laughs> Um, but when you go back and look at this, this IBT technology wrote this article saying it is worth noting that Schreier's information apparently came from Hidetaka Miyazaki, who is not only the president of From Software, but also a renowned video game director, designer, writer, and creator of Elden Ring. Um, at this point, not much is revealed as to what will happen to the game or if they have plans to release it in the future. Um, this all came from a, a joke. Yeah, a, a joke that they were probably starving for articles. And someone's like, oh, guys, did you see this? No, no, Jason Schreier. He said that it was it was canceled. And they looked at it. They saw Jason Schreier canceled Elden Ring. And they're like, oh, shit. And, like, they ran this really rough article. And... Yeah, it, the the guy who originally posted it, um, he he's like these are this is the same site that took my Xbox fridge tweet seriously too, and then he noted that they that they uh, straight up deleted the article, um, all because of a silly poll that someone did. A lot of people jokingly, almost almost twelve thousand people voted. And 81% said, no, Elden Ring is not real. And then Jason Schreier makes a joke at the end of February. And then it it's, took until this week. Digging so hard. You know, just the trying. internet is... Well, well it, was like, it was only a day. Because was it? February 28th and then March 1st. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, right, you're right. It by was the, the time first. his tweet... I don't know tweet, why I thought it was the third. Yeah, his tweet at 1230 triggered this entire article to be written. No, they were the quick on day. the take. Yeah, they were quick on. Why would you ever believe that? Yeah, I got I got a call from Masaki. <laughs> it's so originally, if this if there wouldn't have been an article made on this, it wouldn't have been funny. But because there's an article made on it, it just really really turns up the dial. So yeah, it's it's good. It, it was it was good. It definitely got me. Um, <laughs> confirmed. You heard here first. Jason Schreier is going to start doing. Uh, start doing stand-up um he can pretty much just take shit straight from his twitter apparently <laughs> it's so good it's so so good um and so many of the responses to that entire tweet like i, I love that jason schreier posted all of it and just said welp because <laughs> like he he gets it now people i, I mean it, it makes sense to go for something he would say is believable but like read read the tone yeah, like Take understand. The learn room. what subtext is. Uh, <laughs> I don't stuff. think that person's going to be able to write another article, but they've deleted that article since. They're they're definitely scared to write another article. They're like <laughs> they're looking through everything real heavy. They're they're applying to new fields of uh, fields of <laughs> of work at this point. Like, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Oh, um, so 
this next article is just uh, something that Filter... I know Filter would have been talking more about this because we've been looking into that uh, Nacom Frogware controversy with the Sinking City. Um, there was a lot more back and forth throughout this last week. Um, actually, three GameIndustry.biz articles um, since last week have been posted about this. Um, where we're at now... Uh, Basically, Frogware is saying that uh, they're saying that they weren't properly compensated for their, um, you know, for the game. There were several times that uh, Nacon did not compensate them the way that they, um, you know, the, the way that was um, originally uh, discussed and uh, decided upon. Um, Nacon responded back with a statement saying. Um, that due to a lack of cooperation from Frogware, uh, that the uh, version of Sinking City lacked some Steam-specific features, such as cloud save and achievements. So now Nacon uh, is saying, hey, they didn't deliver the full game. So we went back and said, hey, you know, um, I, basically I think they were saying, hey, I wouldn't go forward with it on, you know, Frogware was saying don't go forward with it on this, um, on on Steam because, uh, it, and at the time that they were writing the article, it couldn't be found on Steam. But they were saying don't go forward with it on Steam just because uh, they haven't compensated us properly. And Nacon's actually like, well, we did, but it was lacking everything that yeah, you know it, we were supposed it, to uh it you know, that sounds we like decided upon. it sounds like it was a lot of each side interpreting the contract differently yes um, um and which is always a gray area and yeah. from my personal experience anything legal and uh, anything involving legal obligation shouldn't have gray area things right. should be well established there should be contingencies everywhere um, at this point, based on what I'm hearing, I honestly don't know who to side with on the, yeah. on the argument. Um, I am going to side with both sides because it's not even playing devil's advocate at that point. It's straight up, if the contract wasn't clear enough, you both fucked up. Yeah. Um, and originally, when I was seeing this article, I was like, man, like, Nikon's kind of being shitty. Like, I... Like, I always usually go with the side of the dev because they don't have any sort of, um, you know, they're responsible for making the game, and if the game comes out and then there's some sort of issues, usually that's on someone else. It's not really on them, uh, you know, when it comes to the paperwork. Um, but in this case, it's so many back and forth, as we're talking about with this gray area, um, you know, back in August, uh, Frogware claimed that Nacon owned the studio, owed the studio about uh, one million euros in royalties that were missing. Um, so that was something. <laughs> like, uh, but they've uh, since said, uh, "No, we actually paid. Um, we actually paid you guys." Um, and, and they listed the amount. I'm going to see if I can find that article really quick. Because, you know, like I said, there were three different articles. Um, but they said that they had paid them a specific amount and then went in on how much that they had spent on the, um, on the product altogether. Um, 
So, yeah, it, it's, it's quite an interesting... Yeah, right here. The publisher claims they had paid Frogware um, 8.9 million euros, including royalties, financing of the game's development, and full payment for the Steam version. At the end of the day, they said they've invested about 10 million in the project, The Sinking City. Um, so, it, it is. It's still back. You know, a back-and-forth battle. There has yeah, not been a... Like, I don't. And the thing is, yeah, there's not going to be a winner, Um, and there's not going to be a winner because there was gray area in the contract. Apparently, Um, there needs any time a contract like that happens where you're signing to drop a game on multiple platforms and you need to meet certain requirements differently for each platform. There need to be contingency clauses in everything. Um, There should have been something in this scenario that says if unable to provide X then Y will happen um, that's that's really what it should have come down to but it just didn't yeah um, and it, it's looking like they're um, they are looking for a clear decisive victor uh, the company also um, pointed to a decision made by the Paris Court of Appeals to which uh, ruled that Frogware terminating the contract was manifestingly unlawful and says that all court decisions in the dispute have been in favor of Nikon up to this point. If, um, if you don't supply the full product, um, right? That that you're supposed that you're being held accountable to do, that's on you. Um, and it's weird because there were two games that came out at the same time. Filter checked both of them out. It was um, the Sinking City, obviously. And yep. then there was Call of Cthulhu, and he yep. kept saying that the Sinking City was better than Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, he liked it everything I've shown said that Sinking City was better. Um, that it, it's that Call of Cthulhu wasn't getting talked about anymore. It was really, I, I I can't remember the difference between the two. I I know that I've really wanted both of them, but I settled mm-hmm. on just grabbing the Sinking City when I got a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had no interest in Call of Cthulhu uh, after I picked up Sinking City, even though I never got a chance to play either. Um, but this this sucks. This kind of stuff is it's it's shitty when it happens, but yeah, like I mean, said, at the end of the day, both of these companies are going to learn something. That's I think the most important thing. That yeah, they're gonna and hopefully, what that is is you get very very clear terms and conditions when you sign on to something. Right, and I mean, and I have a vested interest in um, Nikon because they've recently uh, been signed on as the publisher for Session which I've been playing for, like, three years at this point. Yeah, um, I would hope that the contract work that was signed for that is not going to have any gray area like this one right. sounds like it did. Right, right. Um, so um, I, I, I think uh, Frogware is in the danger zone if either of them were in uh, a, a spot that could, you know, potentially, like, end a company uh, in any way. But um, that's still yet to be seen. Uh, this is still shaking out, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. So, aside from that... Uh, Going into something a little bit more positive. Yeah, a little a bit lot. more positive. Yeah. Uh, Last of Us 2 secured a ton of uh, BAFTA nominations, which is really cool. Um, a record-breaking 13 nominations... Um, overall, overall for um, Sony in general, they received forty-one nominations, which is pretty cool. Jesus, and thirteen of those was for uh, Last of Us Two. 
it's kind of insane. And this, um, I, I'm gonna go on the crapper for saying it. I still haven't played it. Um, it is still sitting in my backlog. Um, but I knew from the get go that it was gonna be a huge game, and people just wanted to hate on it for different reasons, um, most of which were stupid. Sure. But I agree. You can't argue the the cultural impact or cultural significance of this title at this point. The the point is when you bash on something, it has to have some sort of negative it has to have some sort of thing that's wrong with it. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with this game. I've picked it apart every which way. You can look at it and saying we don't we didn't need it. You can look at it and say um you know, the, the things that happen in the game uh, is not the right direction. At the end of the day, this is not you making this game. This is you playing someone else's creation. So, yes, this is the right way that the game was supposed to go. Um, and it is so fundamentally sound. It is a quality video game. There was a reason we talked about this game in length on the podcast. Um, because there was no other game... Uh, that hit hit that quality. It hits. It checks every box along the way. It doesn't do anything wrong. Um, and you know the uh, the biggest controversy being the subject matter, the content that's happening within. Uh, you know things that are happening within this game. Um, and no matter what, they're in the business of making you feel something. And whether you hated it or you loved it or whatever feeling you had you felt something and that means they did something correct yeah and, and that's where the, till... the the nominations come from oh yeah and the end of the month uh march 25th is when we'll be able to stream the the bafta game awards uh it's going to be live streamed on march 25th we'll get to see much more detail in there um one thing i really like in this that i saw uh, about the middle of the article says that outside of playstation exclusives the most notable game was Supergiant's Hades, which received eight nominations. Hell yeah. That's wild. Hell yeah. Um, but that goes back onto something we've talked about previously, which is at what point do you stop considering it an indie game? Um, mm-hmm. Because Supergiant is fucking Supergiant. <laughs> yeah. Like, indie game is kind of something that just kind of became like a slapstick label that we put on games that are made on the cheap, kind of. Uh, you know that are not the normal thing, um, and it might be. Yeah, a smaller it's team. it's pretty much now. If it's not a huge, already well-established company dropping something, right? Um, or a game that's going like straight digital, no physical release, except through like limited run and stuff. Most people consider it an indie. Um, and ages ago, Super Giant was all you know. Definitely, they were the the epitome of indie. Yeah. Um, but now, but not I anymore. Can't really say that <laughs> anymore. When like. When you hit Game of the Year, uh, when you're up nominated for Game of the Year, you're no longer an indie game. Yeah, when you're dropping that many nominations for something and you still have that many games under your umbrella, well, I, I can't check. consider you indie anymore. At this point, they're Supergiant's a big publisher. They're they're big. Yeah, let um, me see. Let me see exactly how big. Um, been around since two thousand nine. No, they're still an indie company. They have twenty employees. That is a small team of independent public. You know, uh, if they if they branched out, I don't know. That was a good debate. 
it's weird. It's weird because like, oh, it's just it's just it's such a weird like it's a weird gray area. Like they're too successful and too big. Yeah, I, to, I don't to know be, if it want, ties to, want to, to keep success, calling them an indie. I know it's it's weird. Like they're I think just, it has to tie to the size of the company and who their um, how their product held, is distributed who held and funded. Account, who they're held accountable to as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that these guys are still an independent. They're an indie. They're, it, they make indie games. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't quality, feel like anymore. Very high yeah. quality indie. If we're looking at indie games and we're talking... Uh, quality this is would be a tr- the equivalent of a triple a indie game um but i don't know i still think they're indie it's crazy it's That's crazy. crazy yeah um, um let's uh and, it, it, well as well i did want to note um kojima productions death stranding and remedies control were nominated for 11 um uh 11 each last year um so uh, I wanted to point that out because we talk a lot about control and how cool and good of a game it is. Yeah, it pretty much held the like record for like kind of tied maybe tied record for most nominations for a video game with Death Stranding, um, but Last of Us Two just pulled more. So it's, uh, by the end of this, I'm like, just please. Go play Control. It's it's free right now. Or right. is it still free? Uh, no, not anymore. Nope. Um, nah. Plus titles well, changed up finally. You, you guys missed it. Go play Mechanical. Get it on sale. It's, it's super worth it. Yeah. All right. Um, I think uh, I, I think since one of our sections is going to be a, a little big, let's jump a tiny bit out of order. Sure. Um, we did get a, a couple new game announcements this week, uh, one of which I completely overlooked. Um, I had no idea because I was apparently devoid of the internet on my days off on a mini vacation. Um, Alien Fire Team was announced. Yeah, so um, looking at what this game is, uh, looks like it's coming from Cold Iron Studios and 20th Century Games. Um, it is uh, set 23 years after the original films. Um, I think they're, uh, yeah, they were saying that there are five character classes, Gunner, uh, Demolitioner, Tactician, Doctor, and Recon, contains four story campaigns with three missions each. Uh, it is a third person, um, or yeah, it's a third person uh, shooter um, in the alien world. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, a three-player like Left for Dead, um, you know, three three-player third-person Left for Dead. Um, I, I was comparing it as we were loading everything up to be more or to something like um, like a tower defense game where you're kind of hey we know we have to do this um, thing in this specific location, um, so we yeah, set up just, defenses and we just yeah, kind of, like it, try to hunker down. Yeah, it's that heavy objective-based, which um, we've seen in a lot of other third-person shooters. It's not that it's that crazy. Um, I just feel like, in the end, this game is going to be way too fast for me for what's going on. And I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm just not doing as great in in, first, in shooters at all, third or first person. Okay. 
Um, yeah, there's I mean, a lot going on with it. It looks like it'll be a blast, though. I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of the Alien universe. Yeah, for, for um, you know, if you have three solid people to check this out with, you know, the people usually make, the, you know, the game that you're playing, uh, you know, the company that you keep. Um, so, you know, with the right people, you can make any game really fun. And I think this, uh, you know, I think this definitely looks like it could be a good time those right people but other than that i don't see anything that's like like stand you know standout ish aside from it just being set in the um aliens universe which is always fun going right. back to talking about fortnite you know you were saying before the show fortnite keeping things relevant we just had um yeah. just had some alien content uh aliens content for fortnite yeah, they just dropped. Um, and then uh, this was announced like a day later. Yeah, they dropped Ridley and Xenomorph. So like every time Fortnite is doing something, like it's immediately followed by news elsewhere, yeah. um, which is crazy because Fortnite is huge on Marvel stuff right now, which also makes sense. Um, it's just it's weird. That game is doing so much for everything, and I feel like it's just going to become part of a more constant conversation happening. Yeah, it's like it is a very big thing for uh, like Fortnite is a big thing for. Like a generation, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then now that that generation is like getting older, there we can kind of see like the the games remaining the same, but the you know the content that is being offered, they're noticing that. And Epic's really good at that too. Um, and I, I don't know. I, this was not for Fortnite. This was not their plan from the beginning, which is really fun. Um, just seeing them be able to uh, like adapt on their feet and bring things that they think people are going to be really interested in um, to the forefront. That's it, it's really cool. It's impressive, if anything. For um, sure. And then the other bit here, uh, Marvel's Avengers did have a game update. I haven't checked it out. Um, let's let's be honest. Not many of us have. Um, <laughs> I was I was all in. That's what sucks. Oh, you you were. A lot of people were, but unfortunately, that all in was like diving headfirst into a wading pool. <laughs> it's a very shallow game. I agree. Yeah, there was not a lot um, of depth there. Um, they have I, an idea, and it's like I wanted to support it because I want it to evolve. I want it to get bigger. I want it to do just like we were talking about Fortnite. I want to see them, um, you know offering more and more things uh but they've really got into that thing of like okay here we're offering a new mission a a new mission set but guess what it's just the same level you've been in but now it's backwards uh and we've changed the 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 color of the enemy that you're fighting yeah so that yeah it's it's about that deep um and my my personal gripe is uh, the same gripe I think I have with Watch Dogs Legion, which I still have to go back. I'm one trophy from... I should have platinumed it, but they didn't give me the trophy uh, because there was uh, like a counting issue. And I know these right. guys had uh, a counting issue with probably their hardest trophy of doing 50 runs of uh, a very specific high-level mission. Um, and people were like, okay, I know I've done 50. And I, it still hasn't popped. And they would just go back. They're like, I started doing one mission a day on this day. 
and I've done one mission a day, and it's been 50 days. It's been 60 days at this point. I still don't have it. Um, that immediately is kind of a like a, a big turnoff if you know they're not keeping track of that information. But they had some other news. Yeah. Um, for some reason, they announced that they are making everyone's least favorite part of the game even worse. Um, they decided that the experience required to level up beyond a certain level just wasn't enough. Why you would make that decision and not just, I don't know, add more levels, um, raise the level cap. No, no. Instead, they decided to drop an update and they even let people know going forward um, that after level 25 it's going to take significantly more experience to level up um, and they're citing pacing issues that can be quote confusing and overwhelming to newer players in reality what they don't want is you to be able to blow through all of the levels quickly they want you to spend more time playing their game uh, so they're changing that for everyone. So pretty much alienating everyone who's currently playing the game. Um, anyone who's new and coming in, they'll just look at it and go, oh, I guess this is how it is, and then they'll give up as well. Yeah, It's not so a good I, look I, either way. I guess the silver lining on this cloud is, because uh, they say that uh, this means that players starting fresh on PS5 and Series X are going to be forced into that new slower leveling system. So, man, at least we're still going to get it on PS5 and Series X. Um See how that sells. But man, um, they're they're saying this because you get skill points and you're getting skill points too fast and you're just spamming them into different areas instead of really thinking about your powers and stuff. Like, don't make that excuse. Yeah. You've already had the game game out for this long. Instead of focusing on making it better, you decide to make people have to play it longer? Yeah. Not no, this a is a, this is a punishment. <laughs> That's not a good look. Um, I agree. Maybe this is their way of, huh, oh, funny, funny. This is the Punisher update. Ha ha hey. ha ha. Um, but funny. no, this is this is dumb. It's really dumb. I don't see a good logical reason for it, and it's just not a good look. Um, mm. It's not a good look, guys. It's it's. I know that Square Enix is like the the head of everything because it's they're the publisher and all, but like Crystal Dynamics, you guys could have done better. I, I mean, I, I have a mini rant just on Square Enix, all readied up for for uh, my well, like last week I said I was gonna play Outriders, and to play Outriders, they make you log into your uh, Square Enix account, which I know my information for, but on the Xbox it keeps telling me it's wrong. I can log into it on PC. But Xbox keeps telling me it's wrong. So I, I'm gonna say this. Is it doing a dumb thing where it's adding a space at the end of your login name or anything? Because I had that problem on consoles once in a while. I, I don't think so. I mean, it's I haven't noticed it. What I do is I kind of count it. I kind of count it out. When you click the button on um, consoles for typing in your password, it pops up and shows the letter like right above the 
like letter that you're clicking on. Um, kind of a silly thing. I don't know why it does it, but it allows me to go. Okay, that is you know a capital. That is a number. That is a you know, and I spell it all out. And then when I'm done, I hit the button. Nothing changes. It doesn't add a character like or anything like that. I don't know what it's doing. The only thing I can think is um, maybe they have two different types of accounts. Maybe they have an account for Square Enix and then they have an account for Square Enix members. But at oh, that point, do. I had been doing it for a half an hour and I was like, I don't even fucking care anymore. And I just deleted yeah. Outriders. And that that, I might, that might be what it is. But honestly, I, all my, I have all my stuff linked together for Square Enix now that it's never a problem. But it could be something as simple as that. It, yeah, it, it could be. But I was just sitting there trying to do this for a half an hour and I was like, no. In just, the end, though, it, it, is it, it sucks too. It's not worth it. And I want to play the game. Yeah, I want to give it a shot, too. I really do. It sucks that that kind of issue is happening that's giving you problems. And I've seen a lot of other people have fun with it. Mm -hmm. But it's also, it's just, it's weird to have such a love-hate relationship with with a company like Square Enix because, man, I love so many of their products, but sometimes they dump way too much money into the wrong thing, which it looks like that happened with Avengers. Yeah, it's like just, uh, I mean, for that, it's like, why do you, why do we have to log into your thing? Like what is it? What is it providing us with? We're already logged into a system that we bought, and you've made an agreement with the system. We you know with the the manufacturer. It could be underlying terms and conditions for getting them direct feedback instead of having to go through other things. Um, I do like when companies use that as a as a main reason for having to use their service to log in as well. Um, but they also normally give you different kind of rewards and stuff too. So sometimes you get rewarded within yeah. the system by doing it. It's so just, they, there may be plans to carry something over for people that played the the demo and the beta for um, Outriders into the full game. They just haven't announced yet. Yeah, and I'm just like, I just want to play the game. I, I don't want to deal with the bullcrap of resetting my account. And the other thing is, like, I sent a, uh, like, I'll just reset the password for whatever this is on Xbox. I'll reset it. And I clicked the reset button, and then I sat there and waited, checked my junk mail check my regular mail nothing came through at all i was like weird you you might be onto something when you said it might be a different login i do it think has that to this, be and i, think I tried Square to create a new account and it told the, me the, one. the username was the um email was already taken so i already have one weird but weird. it won't let me reset the password for that specifically i i don't weird. know i don't know it just feels completely broken um maybe i'll just i, I don't know I would say I, I'm going to buy the game and then just go from there, but if I still have to log in, I'm definitely not buying the game. <laughs> it's just completely... It's like, and that sucks for Outriders. Like, it's something so stupid. I'm going to mess with it probably today on PC just to see what happens. Um, right. I'm going to see if I can get anywhere on it, but I don't know. Not looking good. Square Enix. So knock it off. So our last thing. Um, and I've been watching my phone go off like crazy because it's coming up and there's a lot of sales for it. Um, we, we just wanted to kind of riff a little bit about uh, Mario Day coming up. It's here, what is that, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, March 10th. So uh, Yeah, Wednesday. We've got Mario Day coming up. This also wraps up. Uh, March is set to be the end of the Mario 35th anniversary stuff. Yeah. So... Um, lots of stuff going on right now. 
Uh, we have the, some of the big things that some people are forgetting about, some people definitely haven't, are some of the titles that we're seeing leaving um, the eShop, uh, leaving stores. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to play Super Mario 35, which is the crazy Battle Royale Mario game, definitely, definitely do it. It's really fun. Um, it's going to be a bummer to see that go. Um, but also, if you haven't grabbed the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, um, if you're a guy that wants to do that digitally, do that ASAP, because it is going to go. If you prefer physical yeah, that, copies, that one's a weird you one. You buy it, and then now, you know you own it. It's not; It doesn't go away for you. But after the 31st, it's off the eShop. It's going to be uh, off store shelves. Typical yeah, store shelves. They're going to stop making. They're, they're done making copies, so you're going to have to buy what you can out there. Um, you might see prices increase on those physical copies of it. I would definitely guess. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the classic Super Mario sixty four, Sunshine, and Galaxy. Um, I, I bought yeah. it because I love those games. Oh um, yeah, same. I, I had to. I'm just a big Mario fanatic. I was was growing up. Um, I even picked up the game, the Mario Brothers Game and Watch that was a celebration of the 35th anniversary. So I went all in on the Mario 35 stuff outside of the Legos and the clothes. Yeah. So um, definitely get out there and get that stuff if you are interested. Uh, if you are interested, or you know you want to check out that. I, I the one that I find that's just really weird is that um, Super Mario 35. That that would be hey let's work on something and then make it go away forever. I mean, that's a weird concept to me. Yeah, at the same at the same time, there's it's a it's a celebration. It was a celebratory thing. Yeah. I still wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing the games individually get launched for sale, um, but pro- possibly for more money than they add up to right now. Um, or we get to see them all be twenty dollar individual downloads. I could still see that uh, become a thing where they're just killing the three D All Stars packaging and doing it as uh, three individual titles. Sure. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sad to see the Mario celebration end, but I'm also kind of excited for it because, as we all know, we have some other celebrations to worry about this year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe some possible Legend of Zelda Legend stuff we might hear later on. But, um, but this, this is about Mario, though. This, this yeah. week's about Mario. This is his week. Um, so uh, one thing that definitely I know excited you um, is the uh, Super Nintendo world. Um, yeah, I've, you know... I find myself talking about it a lot. Like, living in uh, Orlando, Florida, it's kind of like a theme park hub. Uh, It's, like, the majority, I feel like, of the income of this entire, like, middle of Florida. Um, And Japan, of course, got the Universal... Universal Studios Japan got the Super Nintendo World, which looks um, amazing. Just in general. Um, and, you know, just seeing the different things. I, I think they have one or two different rides. One of them's a Mario Kart ride. Entering the area, you know, it's like you're walking into World 1-1. When you're leaving the area, it's like you're exiting Bowser's Castle after winning. Um, very, very cool. Uh, you know, a simple idea that it, it's it's cool to finally see to kind of like... Um, come to fruition um they they you can look up of course like the layout and everything of the um like of the world and they were saying uh like <laughs> i was joking uh i was joking with ashley it was like, she was like uh that looks really cool i was like do you want to go 
<laughs> and it was just this, you know, kind of ridiculous, like, yeah, right, kind of thing. Um, but uh, they were also saying, you know, that opened uh, February 4th of this year um, in Japan. Uh, and it looks like it's either going to be due to the pandemic 22 or 23 before it comes to um, the Universal Orlando resorts. Um, which will put it, you know, right there alongside. One of my favorite things about Universal is the Simpsons area, uh, which is super cool. You can go into Moe's Bar and get a flaming Mo, and everything looks like, it feels like you're in, uh, like, the Simpsons universe. Um, and it looks like they're just going to keep doing that. Like, of course, the Harry Potter stuff's there as well, which is was a massive undertaking. It's super cool. It's spread across two of the Universal parks, Island of Adventures, and... Um, Hollywood. I, I would um, say this is this is definitely a thing that I'm going to start saving up for because once it's open and my son's old enough to go, um, he loves Mario. Uh, we're we're definitely making that a family outing. We're going to have to. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's um, it's really it's really cool as well. One of the other things that that you can get is um, with Disney, you can get a um, a magic band, just kind of like a little like wrist thing that you put on. Uh, and there's several different types of magic bands. You can get everything from, uh, of course, Disney to Walt himself, uh, you know, all of the major shows. Um, they even have, like, stuff for Hocus Pocus and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, and it all kind of rotates around the holidays. Well, uh, the Super Nintendo world is doing a similar thing. They have a Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, um, Toad, Yoshi, um, Daisy. Uh, you know, you, you can get one to, you know, for each of the, you can get one for whichever character, I guess you like the most or whatever. And then, uh, you can use that to, uh, like, from what I understand, to get into the park and to do various things. It connects to an app, um, and you can even play like mini games while you're walking around the park on your phone. So a lot of different cool stuff going on over there. I've, I've... I just keep seeing it, and I'm just like, I really, I really want to go to this thing. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited. going to Japan. <laughs> I'm excited when it finally happens. Like I said, it's going to be a great family outing. I don't care what it takes. It has to happen. For sure. For sure. Um, um, but, yeah, like, didn't really have too, too much, uh, too, too much else going on. I know, you know, this next week I'm going to be playing a lot of the um, All-Stars game just because you know I, I've, I've had it I played it a bit um, I want to get back plus I've uh, I, I think I was just playing probably too much of it when I was uh, when it originally came out I just went straight from sunshine straight into 64 and just like kept just kept going with it um, and I was like man I, I kind of need a break and I think I think I've had a long enough break now so I, I'm kind of yeah. to jump back in I mean, for me, I, I love this, and I wanted to talk about this for, like, our last things. I knew it could end up getting long-winded just because uh, there's not really an end to being able to talk about Mario. Um, so what was your what was your first experience with Mario that you can remember? Super Mario Bros. Uh, that was my very first, um, you know, thing playing it. Of course, it came, I think it was a two-pack with Duck Hunt. Yep. That was the first one that I had. Um 
I, I of course remember playing playing that and duck, like Duck Hunt as a kid. Didn't really get into it until um, Super Mario World though, uh, the, on the Super Nintendo. Um, that game that might be that might be the best video game of all time. Oh, Super Mario World. Yeah. Um, it. No matter where you are, what generation you're from, uh, that game holds up better than any other video game in existence. It's responsible for a lot of fan mods right now, too. For so sure. that's something I, I love about like our current gaming culture out there is like fan mods became a thing and there's so many Super Mario Brothers like Super Mario World mods out there that you can play that are crazy hard modes, uh, crazy like um, physics manipulation that you didn't even know was possible in the original game. Um, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I, I love it though. Um, for me, I think I definitely remember playing the first Mario. Um, as a kid growing up, at least two of my birthday parties were Mario themed. I had Mario birthday cakes. I had all the Mario like McDonald's toys way back. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one that I spent the most time on though was for me Mario three. Um, I spent the most time on that one because I didn't have a Super Nintendo until later, but I would always go to my cousin's house and try to play Super Mario World there. Why did everyone's um, cousin have the the SNES? My cousin had one as well. I didn't have it. I, like, it I was, was still stuck back playing the... It was weird. I mean, I, I loved it. I, I'd go visit all the time, and I remember so many times I would try to get through the Star, like the star Road um, and get to like the end levels there and never actually finish the game until I finally got it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was always so fun. And then when I got my first Game Boy, um, playing Super Mario Land was so different. Um, it controlled so differently. Everything felt floatier. It took place in a different world. You had different power-ups. And the music is still probably some of my favorite Mario music ever. Um, yeah, and it's one of those things like... Um and, and the reason I was saying that Super Mario World is probably the best game of all time is you can go back and you can play, um, you can go back and play Super Mario sixty four or Sunshine or you know whatever, and they still control fine. But you can feel that hint of like this feels a little dated. It's still great, but it still has like I I, I can feel that like touch of feeling dated, where Super Mario World does not have that at all it's it, it you know super simple but with the height of the graphics at the time um and it still looks it, like the colors are really really poppy yeah they, it's part of that super nintendo era is that um it aged really well uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to a lot of the other generations for sure um man i'm trying to think of like i i, I feel like every generation you can pretty much have, or every game, you can pretty much have some sort of story. You know, if you if you played them. You know, even looking back to uh, what was that, the new Super Mario World, um, of us playing the new Super Mario World uh, <laughs> with the cat suit. Um, oh, it was so fun! It was so fun. Yeah, just all all in all, like pretty much every. You kind of can't be disappointed with a Mario game. Yeah, it's it's hard to find somebody that doesn't have a Mario story like some kind of an experience with them it's just such an iconic character um even like all the different spin-offs that have come from mario brothers um like the the 
the history of Super Mario video that we're watching is literally just the Super Mario games. It's not talking about the other stuff. It's not talking about um, the Paper Mario games, the different Mario RPGs, the Mario and Luigi titles, like the, which all are all stuff. really good. They're all amazing. Yeah. Um, I think that we've also gotten some really awesome spinoff characters. We have all the Mario sports games that have happened. We had a DDR Mario mix that happened. Like yeah, uh, like Mario how do you, is, how how do I look at golf and go this is garbage, and then. I'm over here playing Mario Golf and tennis. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It's it's crazy, um, and there's still so much room for where where it can go. Um, you know, what other things could we still see? You know, we're right now on the e on the on the eShop on well on Nintendo Online. We have a ton of Mario games on there that we have access to. We have access to almost the entire like. No, it, it, we have access to almost the entire Mario Brothers library on the Switch right now. We just don't have the, the Wii one, which was just New Super Mario Brothers. Um, we don't have the DS ones, um, but we and we don't have the Game Boy ones, but we have pretty much everything else. Like I would, I would love to see the Mario Land games brought over in some kind of a collection. Sure. I never got into that. I think the Forgotten Son would probably be Mario 2. Mario 2 was really good. Mario 2, 6 Golden Coins. Mario Land 2 was really good um, for the Game Boy. Um, I like... it's The Game Boy ones had a special spot for me because I used to live really far away from a lot of family. So when I finally got a Game Boy, it meant I was able to play games in the car. So I spent so much time on my Game Boy just going through batteries, going through batteries. Yeah, yeah Super Mario Bros. 2, I always found it interesting when talking about, like, your favorite Mario game, and mine's always you know Super Mario World, um, and Ashley's like, yeah, mine's Super Mario Bros. too, and I always found that like really super interesting, just because that's not 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 the real... general thing that people yeah, say. like it wasn't really a Mario game. Mario Bros. Two was what we got in America, um, mm-hmm. wasn't really a Mario game, but it was different for everybody, and um, culturally it hit in such a way that the Mario Brothers cartoons that happened even use characters and used all the characters and stuff from this like from mm-hmm. Mario Brothers 2 so you had a lot of talk about Toad you had voice acting for Toad, Luigi Mario, Peach all going on their different uh, adventures um, but you also had the same bad guys you had like you had um, the mouse guy Mauser um, but in the end you didn't have uh, the same end boss of the game, like Wart, you had, you still had King Koopa. Um, so it's weird that that game even brought like cultural relevance out to it. Um, Mario's has been huge, and it's hard to find a game that Mario hasn't inspired in some way. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, pretty much is the reason video games are what they are. Like, we, we can, of course, point to several different things, but you know, without I feel like without that, Mario gave a us huge a influence. Face. Mario gave us a mascot. Yeah, and that for like video the, games as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Mario gave us like our first mascot, and it was just huge. Um, and everyone has those memories of it. Uh, everyone has that different family member they would go visit that, that had the game that they didn't, or you were the yeah. family member that had it that someone else always came to go see. Um, and over the years, Mario and Nintendo kept giving us more that we didn't even know we wanted. Um, yeah. Because I certainly didn't know I wanted Mario Soccer or Mario Baseball or anything like that, but they're all really fun. 
and every time we're like so what else could they do with the character they give us you know super mario galaxy or they give us you know like cat suits which are you know which sounds weird it's it's fun though it, yeah it's it, super fun um or giant mario. giant versions that they just stomp around the level as you already know right like and mario gave us like co gave us multiplayer in a different way and then it, it even went to giving us co-op with with later games which was weird you know having both Mario and Luigi on screen at the same time for some of the ones they did, then adding the Toad characters, adding Princess in there as playable for, like, the new Super Mario Brothers games um, and for the new Super Mario world. Like, they added so much extra to it, and it's stuff that you didn't know you needed and you didn't really need, but you didn't know you wanted it either, and then suddenly you just had to have it. Yeah, yeah. It, like, looking at something even like um, uh, Super Mario Odyssey... Uh, very odd concept you know just at, you can basically turn anything into mario um su such a weird concept but such a good game if if you're a fan of mario and you haven't had a chance that's seriously probably the reason right now i would say if you don't have a reason already to buy the switch that's your reason the fact that you have so much Mario access on there and then Odyssey is just phenomenal. Odyssey made me tear up at least twice while playing and I loved it. Yeah. Um, just the from music pure is joy. so good. The visuals are amazing. It controls. It just spectacular. And it works whether you're playing handheld or if you uh, have a docked system that you can play on your TV. It's it's good everywhere. So I'll uh, I'll raise this question. We've we've had a lot of we've had an awesome celebration for Mario this past year. Um, we know we just had a new Paper Mario game drop this past year. We had all this other crazy stuff happen. Um, what would you like to see happen next with Mario? Yeah, yeah. And I'd also like to know and challenge people to, you know, let us know, what is your favorite Mario title? Like, what is your fondest memory or first memory? You know, whichever one you'd like to share. We'd definitely be uh, open to hearing about that. Um Drop us that line over on Twitter, um, at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, we have uh, this Simpsons gif with uh, uh, Mario, <laughs> so so go uh, yeah, just just go lay it out there if you can't yeah, find drops, anywhere. Go else. drop us some Mario memories and some uh, some future hopes. And while we're at it, since we've all been kind of alluding to it and hoping, um, March ends Mario Month or it end, well, ends the Mario Celebration Year. Um, if we end up getting a Zelda celebration after all, next month would be the time for it to get announced, or just later this month. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you guys would like to see happen there, too. There's sure. a lot of potential that's coming. Um, what do you guys predict? Um, I personally would love to see Super Mario RPG hit the eShop for the Switch, um, but I don't know if Square Enix mm -hmm. is going to be holding that up any longer, um, or if this is going to be something we never get again. Um, because I would love to be able to play that game on the go. Um, but I'd also love to see some Game Boy Mario games get some more love. For me, I don't I don't know what I want. Um, that's, that's the beauty about Mario in general, is they keep giving us things that we just don't know that we want. Um, I, I don't... I, I really, really like Galaxy. Um, so I would even be I would even be stoked for something else galaxy oriented. I think that would be 
probably my most anticipated. Yeah, I know when uh, when the collection dropped and Galaxy One was part of it, people were upset that Galaxy Two wasn't. Um, I mm -hmm. would like to see them release Galaxy Two as an individual download, even just based on for the sure. sales numbers and stuff for for the triple pack. Um, let that give them a reason to drop Galaxy Two on there and let me play as much Mario as I can in one platform. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, like we said, let us know um, over on uh, over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares over there. And last but not least, we've been mentioning it, we are over on TikTok. So make sure that you hit that follow button. Check out our weekly stuff. We're trying to post as much stuff over there as we can just to inform you guys about freebies, um, you know, our ongoings, and other things that are happening in the industry. But that's all we got for you. Do you have anything else? Uh... Not that I can think of, aside from uh, on the way out. Which Mario character are you? If you had to, if you had to label yourself as one. Oh boy, I'd have to think about that. Did you have something readied up? Did you have a character readied up in your head? You're like, yeah, not, that one. Not for you, uh, but I've uh, I've always been a big Wario fan. Um, I've always loved Wario. He just, he's loud, he's obnoxious, he just eats straight <laughs> garlic. Um, <laughs> definitely one of my favorite characters out there, so I, I would have to, I, I'd go with that. You know, Luigi's a little, Luigi's a little too skittish and cowardly for me. Um, I, I am just a big fan of Wario because he's also, he takes initiative. He sees what sure. he wants and he goes for it. Oh man, that one, that one's really, that one's really hard. Um... I'm definitely not loud. I, I feel like I feel like Austin would pick Waluigi. I could I could almost see it. Yeah, I, I could it, see it. Like even the body type, you know what I mean? It's all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for <laughs> like sure. Little... For sure. Um, I don't know. Oh, you're you're at least a good uh. You'd, you'd at least be a good support character. You could always be a, a pretty rockin' toad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toad, Toad was one of the first that came to mind, but then I was thinking about some of these other side characters like, uh, like Shy Guy, Boo. Um, yeah, yeah, things like that. Um, Kamek's always good. Kamek likes to take control and take ownership and just uh, sprinkle his own little flair on everything and change it up. I don't know. I think I, I think I'll think on that and uh, uh, might post it on uh, might post it on that. Uh, that Twitter post a little bit later after I after right. I do a little bit of digging. Fair enough. But that's you that's gotta, the show, you guys. Find your, gotta find your inner mushroom. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Toad, but <laughs> <laughs> suspense. Um, but thanks for joining us. Um, and uh, smart? you know we will be here next week. So uh, I don't think Filter's joining us then either. But we'll see what else we can dig up. I might dig around this next week try to find us uh, like another guest just to join yeah. us it's kind of yeah, changing us we'll see we'll see we'll see uh but that's it for the show thanks for joining us and have a good one guys